Hey. Hey there, freaky people who like ghost stories and are trying to get through the work week with scary, spooky things from you guys. Hey. Hey, what's going on? This is an Encounters episode from Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. And we are your ghostesses. That is Corinne. And I'm Sabrina. And these episodes are basically just where you guys email us all the freaky or lovely or questionable things that happen to you. And then we read them. And they're the best and our favorite. And we love them. We forever will hope that even if our podcast ends, I hope people still email us their ghost stories. We're going to switch up the way that we do our thank yous Mm -hmm. to our Patreon donors and since we have four encounters that come out every single month, we're going to have those four encounters encounters be sponsored by um, our different Patreon tiers. Yes. And so today's encounter is sponsored by our Mamas and Papas of the BEK and our Good Luck Black Cat. So for the Mamas and Papas of the BEK, we have Carrie and Arin. And for our Good Luck Black Cats, thank you to Jessica, Amber, Andy, Sarah, Tall. Ashley, Caitlin, and Shannon. Without you guys, this episode would not exist. Not at all. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Can't say it enough. Thank you, and let the spookiness ensue. Um, I have one that I'm just gonna get right into that's just gonna get us into Perfect. the mood and real spooked out. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. This is called The Blue Man, and it's from Kate. Hi, ghoulies. I have a very spooky story to share with you. My mom lived alone when she was 27 with my brother. He was just two years old. Her ex-husband is a huge turd. The apartment she lived in was haunted. A man had hung himself there before she had moved in. They had only lived there for about a month. And my brother says, mommy, do ghosts have feet? And she looked at him knowing the apartment was haunted and said, honey, ghosts aren't real. And a few days later, my brother was playing on the floor and my mom was sitting in a chair reading and he looks up with just his eyes and says, oh, there goes the blue man. (gasps) My mom asked. No big deal. There he goes. (laughs) My mom asked the neighbor lady about the man who had hung himself and she said that he hung there for quite a few days and when the cops found him, his skin was blue. They moved out three days later. Kate. Um, okay. Wow. This is pretty freaky. Mm-hmm. A confirmation of the blue man, right? Mm-hmm. It's sad just based on the background of it because the fact that he's blue and he was there for so long is so just horrible <sighs> and tragic. But so horrible. The fact that the kid was like, do ghosts have feet? What is that? I don't know. But it also, this is dark. But when people do hang themselves, they're hanging. You know, they're not right. on their feet. So perhaps his presence goes around if few inches or a foot above the ground in his movement which is just so horrible there goes the blue man there goes the blue man i would be so scared living alone with a child who talks about ghosts that's how my mom felt because my dad was always on he had a lot of conferences and business things when he was growing his business and she was alone with me (laughs) yeah and you are probably a creepy kid seeing all the shadow people and peeing I your pants. said a lot of weird things <laughs> about my past life and the ghosts around me oh. and interacting with others that aren't present. Yep. Jeez. Um, yeah, that would be really scary. Yeah. But at least it only happened a couple times and then not again, you know? Mm-hmm. 
if it was so consistent, like when children have those imaginary friends that like follow them from house to house, that's like, that's scary. All right. What do you have? I have one. This is from Angie. And it's called Meeting My Sister's Doppelganger? Question mark, question mark, question mark. (laughs) Hi, so I just started your podcast and I'm in love with it just because I'm obsessed with anything paranormal and I want to talk to literally everyone about ghosts yep and share my experiences but hardly anyone wants to get into that topic for some reason right why it's so cool yeah well now you found your place your people are here but i just finished your dream podcast and i really wanted to share the creepiest semi-dream related experience i've ever had meeting my sister's doppelganger. So I've seen a bunch of spirits and ghosts my whole life, but I'm not too scared of them anymore just because of the ones that I've encountered. They usually are just walking by or minding their own business, but the worst, scariest ones I've experienced are usually dream-related. Yep, been there. As a disclaimer, I'm usually aware of when I'm dreaming, and it sounds wild, but I'm pretty in control and aware of when I'm dreaming. Like when I first experienced sleep paralysis, the creepy tall spidery lady at the end of my bed crawling over me didn't freak me out uh, that much because what? I was just lying there like, oh, so this is it? Is this how sleep paralysis feels? This is wild. <laughs> so That is anyways, so scary. I know the story I'm about to tell you is 100% not a dream. It totally happened. So a few years ago, I lived in a really small apartment with my mom and my older sister, and I had to share a room with my mom because older sister privileges. (laughs) But what a nice mom. Mm -hmm. Let's just talk about that. Letting the older sister have her own room. Yeah. But anyways, my sister just started seeing her current boyfriend and had a habit of turning her phone off and refusing to answer any of my mom's calls or texts of her whereabouts. And my mom got understandably super paranoid when we would when they would stay out late. So whenever my sister stayed the night at her boyfriend's, my mom would worry a lot about her and try to stay up all night waiting for my sister or any news from her and would often leave the hallway leading to the bathroom right by our bedroom door on. Mm. I, on the other hand, usually didn't worry and I gave up on worrying because she did it so often that I was tired of hearing my mom complain about it and I was in high school and angsty and too (laughs) self-centered, so I just went to bed like it was nothing. But I woke up one night sometime around two or three and I'm facing the lit hallway and I see my sister tiptoeing towards the bathroom and I sit up to get her attention and make a face at her like, dude, what the fuck? It's so late. What are you thinking? Mom is going to be pissed. <laughs> and my sister leans into the doorway and just puts her finger to her lips with the universal shh motion and goes into the bathroom and closes the door. But something felt kind of off. Like, Today, just thinking about the image of my sister doing that is weird because it was just so exaggerated and she's not like that. But at the time, I just shrugged it off because it was like two or three in the morning and I have school the next day. So I'm not going to snitch on her now. (laughs) So I just turned over and I went back to sleep, making the decision to confront her in the morning. So when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is go to my sister's room and she's not there. Oh, my gosh. And everything is as it was the day before, and the bed has clearly not been slept in, you know? So everything was totally normal. And so I figured maybe she just had to work in the morning, and she left before any of us. And at this time, she worked at retail, and most shops open at 10. So also, why would she be awake before 7? 
that's beyond me. But I was still just trying to be logical, you know? <laughs> so I texted her. I like how this is written. It's just so like telling the story. Yeah. So I texted her and was basically like, you need to stop doing this to mom. But also like great job actually showing up for home at home for once. Did you work this morning though? Where are you? And the message goes unanswered for most of the day until I was at lunch and she just texted me back something like, Ella, what? I didn't come home last night. I'm still with the boyfriend. And my heart just stopped. Uh. My entire body felt cold and I remembered just freaking out like, no, 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 no. I saw you though. You acknowledged me last night. Like I looked at you in the face. How are you going to say it wasn't you? And then my sister freaked out. And then when we both got home that day, we freaked out together and she sat me down to tell her every single detail, detail by detail. And she swears it wasn't her. And she even had her boyfriend vouch for her. Oh. And so that was when I saw something that looked like my sister walking around the house one night. It was the first and only time I experienced anything like that. And I actually blocked it out for years <laughs> until a few weeks ago. I texted my sister like, LOL, do you remember when I saw your doppelganger? And she got scared because she thought I saw it again. <laughs> Anyways, thanks so much for making such a fun, creepy podcast, Angie. Ugh, this just makes me question, like, are doppelgangers bad or are they just glitches in the Matrix and like in another universe was her sister coming home and going and like sneaking into the bathroom? Yeah, but at the same time, it was that exaggerated motion, you know, where she said it fell off because it didn't seem part of her own sister's behavior. Yeah. So if it is a glitch in the matrix, matrix is her sister like an entirely different person? But is there also, is there, a, is there a dimension of this world where everything is a little bit more dramatic? I don't know. I mean, I really don't understand doppelgangers. Yeah. And I feel like depending on where you are and people's different cultures, they have different beliefs as to what exactly doppelgangers do or what happens if you come face to face with your own doppelganger. But there's just something so unsettling. And I feel like it's almost like a control thing. Like there's something that just wants you to know that you're not completely safe. Nope. And that maybe you'll trust the wrong. It reminds me if people have not seen the movie, it follows after all the many, many <laughs> times of me bringing up how it's so scary. That is the whole doppelganger thing. The whole premise is, yeah. is that the spirit takes on the form of someone else. And it could look like your own mother. It could look like your friend. Or it could look like a stranger. and just comes for you. I would hate to see, especially in your own home, you see someone you think you know. And then it's not them. Good thing she didn't get up to go talk to her doppelganger sister. Yeah. And too, I, I do like that she included, I mean, we have heard with the other doppelganger stories, people are like, oh, burn that picture of my doppelganger or whatever. But her sister had so the same reaction that I think I would have where I would freak out and be like, tell me everything, but also be so, so scared. Yeah. Yep. But you have to know all the info. Yeah, you'd you want know? to. I don't want to be in the dark. Yeah. I want to be prepared for when that thing comes for me. Oh, yeah. Speaking of things coming for you, I have another story. Okay. From Diana. She says, quick shadow person story for you guys. I'm obsessed with your podcast, so please never stop. Okay, so my whole life, I've been a sensitive medium. Spirits tend to spook me out, so I constantly have to have a lot of guards up. And one night, my fiance and I were house-sitting for his brother's family to take care of their two dogs. 
We went to bed pretty late, and after I laid down, I decided I'd better make one last trip to the bathroom. I kept the lights off as to not wake up my fiancé, and frankly, I didn't know where the hall lights were. I used the dark bathroom and then stepped into the hall and turned to the right, and the bedroom was actually straight ahead, but being unfamiliar with the house, I'd gotten turned around. So I turned to the right, and I'm immediately face-to-face with a blacker-than-black three-dimensional figure towering over me. I am 5'8", and this thing was leaning his head down to look into my face. It might have been six to seven feet tall. While its head was clearly three-dimensional, it had absolutely no face, and evil radiated from it. I turned and bolted into the closet door, or into the closest door, and luckily that was the bedroom we were staying in. Like a kid, I just buried myself in the covers with my heart beating out of my chest. I then convinced myself that what had happened was that I turned the wrong way in the hall and came face to face with my own shadow against a wall. Being a sensitive, I'd never felt anything in that house before when we babysat our dog sat, so I tried to logic it out. I felt silly for being scared of my own shadow, and I fell asleep. The next morning, I was going to prove it to myself and see what was there if you turned right from the bathroom. Yeah, so what was there is a hallway to the other two bedrooms and the utility closet. There is no wall when you turn right out of the bathroom. It's a long, wide hallway. Terror ensues. I never saw it again. Oh, God. And while I was into the paranormal, I'd never heard of shadow people until years later. When I was telling my dad about it, he instantly said, Shadow person! Which made me look into it. For years, <laughs> for years, I'd draw pictures of it trying to recapture the faceless face. And once online, I saw a picture of the thin man or skinny man, whatever that online thing is. And I freaked out and was like, what is this? I've seen this. And then I realized it was a fake online thing and got discouraged. But if that gives you any indication, the skinny man or whatever it is, is the closest rep- representation that I've ever seen. Thanks for all you do, Diana. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, as much as she tried to convince herself that it was her own shadow, your own shadow doesn't lean and over and hunch over you. while you're standing up straight. And your own shadow doesn't radiate evil either. <laughs> I mean, you might be spooked, but yeah. Ugh. I I mean, it's like, the it. Uh, speaking of it follows, like there's that one scene where the guy is so tall. He's not a shadow person, but he's so tall. Like it's the scariest moment in the movie for me where he breaks down the door and he's like, towering over them yeah the whole i mean shadow people it's such a interesting topic because a lot of the times people do feel fearful of them but they're kind of like sitting back and they're just like watchers but other times if it's that close to you and it's peering down at you that's really what i think is unsettling it's too close you know it's one thing to watch me from like a door frame 12 feet away but it's another thing to be body to body mm-hmm. and it, it seemed like it knew she was going to run into him or it whatever it is because it was already there looming over her yes yes <gasps> oh god <gasps> okay this is from carolyn it is called supernatural sorority sister but it's lighthearted. oh that's good Hi, girls and ghost. I first wanted to say that I absolutely adore your podcast. I actually look forward to Monday morning commute. It always feels like I'm on the road with friends. I've been listening to your show since the second episode. Wow. And I'm finally writing in to share my ghost story with both of you. Hope you enjoy. That's crazy. That's like one of our first hundred listeners. I think about it all the time. We when we got like 10 listeners, we're like, people are listening. Yeah. 
I don't think, I can't remember the first month, how many did we have? Not many. Not right? many at all. At all. Like M- maybe like, 100. Yeah. Maybe 100. Maybe. Maybe 100. <laughs> <laughs> Half of them we already knew. Yeah. I went to college at Iowa State University, go Cyclones, hmm. and lived in a sorority house. I won't say which one, though. I lived there during my sophomore and junior years. It was an absolute blast, and I made lifelong friends, basically a never-ending sleepover. And, of course, no sleepover is complete without ghost of stories. Course. There were rumors that a girl had hung herself in the staircase in the 60s, but it was never confirmed. And some girls said that they heard singing or humming in the hallways, and others reported feeling like someone was watching them. But other than that, we never experienced any serious problems. After initiation one year, I woke up in the middle of the night and rolled over to see a girl bent over with one foot up on the desk chair. It almost looked like she was painting her toenails. She had shorts and a tank top on with long, dark hair, and my room was in the front of the house, so the streetlights provided just enough light to see her without without seeing any detail. I thought it was one of the other sorority sisters sleepwalking, so I said her name several times, (laughs) but the girl never turned around. I grabbed my phone from under my pillow and I shone the flashlight over to where she was standing. As soon as the light hit her, she disappeared, almost like she evaporated. I was definitely startled, but I never felt scared. I like to think that this was the former sorority sister who wanted to come back and share in the initiation ceremony one more time. It's a very special night and I wonder if all that positive energy and light and love created a space for someone to go back to maybe it was that young woman who had completed suicide and she wanted to experience one more night of happiness with her sisters before crossing over (gasps) i'd love to hear your thoughts anyway thanks for listening to me and keep up the good work stay spooky and see you on the other side carolyn i don't know what it is about this story but i got full like i'm freezing like i feel like i'm in a winter tundra because of Mm. that story well, it's just, it's taking something that had such a sad ending. Anyone losing their life is horrible yeah. to hear about. And it's just, it, it makes you think that there's going to be sadness and a bad energy surrounding that spot. But it's nice that Carolyn is like, no, we had such a great time. We all really loved mm-hmm. each other. Our ceremony is like a night of lifting each other up and being totally. all about you know creating a family and this this is an attractive energy that we created in this home Uh, the first thing i thought was because initiations are very ritual based and you follow the same thing often there are candles lit and it's often like you're kind of repeating a, a oath of sorts which makes me think of a ritual you would perform to open up to the other side. To the other side, mm. it seems like you're naturally calling the sisters of your past and like the sisterhood, and that to me seems totally natural that she would come back and be like, "I'm here." And she was just—it's it, not like she was just standing there and watching either. It was basically like she was just a part of the group and living there again mm-hmm. and she painting her nails, painting her toenails, yeah. <laughs> painting her nails. Oh, that's sweet. Easy peasy. I have a not so sweet story to end with. Okay. Let's hear it. Okay. This is called Figure in the Doorway from Alexa. Hey, Corinne and Sabrina. Love listening to you gals in the light of day and wanted to share an experience I had over the summer. 
a little background on me. I love spooky stories and movies, but haven't had any experiences that were undoubtedly paranormal, except maybe possibly this one, but I'll let you decide. I recently graduated from grad school and over the summer, I lived with my older sister and her two teenage kids while I was figuring out my life. My sister is 16 years older than me. If you're wondering how my niece and nephew were teenagers. One night, my nephew, Mac, stayed over at a friend's, so I slept in his room because the guest room was undergoing some work, and Mac's bed was way more comfortable than the couch. Mac's room sat just off of, a, off of a big family room that had been the garage at one point, so it was sort of separate from the rest of the house. There was also a side door entrance into the house just off of the family room. So on this particular night, I slept with the bedroom door open, which is strange for me because I usually shut and lock the door when I sleep. If I sat up in bed, I could see the doors to a water heater closet straight ahead, and the wall with the side door was just adjacent on the left and within sight. Normally, I sleep through the night uninterrupted, but for whatever reason, I remember sitting straight up in bed in the middle of the night, in the dark. As I looked out of the bedroom doorway, I could see a tall, black, human-like silhouette standing between the side door and the bedroom door, inching closer to me. Not walking or stepping closer, but just somehow moving closer until it was standing in the doorway, which was just a couple of feet from the edge of the bed. I remember the lines of the silhouettes being very smooth, making it look like whatever it was had a bald head. It didn't look like there were any clothes. Okay, I have to just interrupt for a second because what I'm picturing is in the haunting of the hill house you know the guy with the the oversized man with yeah. the top hat and the cane and he just floats, floats forward <sighs> but he doesn't actually step that's what I'm picturing yep. me too oh. it didn't look like there were any clothes on the shoulders or torso I only recall seeing the top half of the of the figure I remember screaming over and over and feeling paralyzed with fear as I sat in bed and stared at it In an instant, the lights were on and my niece was standing in the doorway saying, what's going on? I quickly said, oh, sorry, I must have had a nightmare. Though I have never in my life had night terrors, slept, walked, or had any experiences like that. I certainly have had my fair share of nightmares, including truly terrifying dreams about demons, but this freaked me out in a totally different way. My niece said she had woken up because she heard someone yelling, ah, over and over, and she thought it was her mom on the other end of the house. But as she went to check, the yelling continued. She realized it was coming from where I slept, and according to my niece, I didn't stop screaming until she turned the lights on. I was sitting up in bed when she found me, and it freaked her out as much as it did me. After she turned the lights on, I checked to make sure no one was in the house, outside of the house, and that all of the doors were locked, including the side door off of the bedroom. I thought maybe my nephew had decided to come home in the middle of the night, but he denied it the next day. I can't rationalize my experience beyond a nightmare or something paranormal, but it was definitely one of the strangest things I've ever experienced. Thanks for reading. Can't wait for all the podcasts to come. Best wishes, Alexa. And then she then responded a few months later, or a few days later, I think. It was like, just now listening to the podcast on shadow people, and I can't help but draw comparisons between what I saw and your descriptions of the form shadow people can take. So. Ooh. Definitely. I mean. I mean, yes, it's a shadow person. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> but it's interesting that it just so slowly I and deliberately moves closer and closer and closer. <gasps> I feel like that's not something we often hear in descriptions. It's either like people are walking closer or the spirits or entities are walking closer or... 
they are I, I don't know like shadow people will run but just like this gliding steady torture of seeing something uh, glide towards you. you gliding uh it makes me think the of only thing that i think is worse is if something crawled but i think the the worst would be crawling on the ceiling and coming down at you Really? I almost would prefer the ceiling because you can see it the whole time. But if it's p- crawling on the floor, you might lose the view of it based on your bed and furniture. Yeah, but then at least you can run and jump away. But if it's on the ceiling, I feel like you are. It can jump on you. It's going to come. Yeah, you have to run with your head facing the. Ah, it's so <laughs> scary. Uh, Love it, but I hate it. I know. Why do we do this to ourselves? Love it. Love it. It's fun to be scared. It's fun to be spooked. It really is. And if you guys have been spooked or ever seen scary things in your life, uh, email them to us at twogirlsongoespodcast at gmail.com. We have a few live shows coming up, so you can check out uh, our Instagram bio or check out our website. We'll have them all listed with dates and links to purchase tickets. And if you do want to go to those shows, if you can, you should probably rock some of our merch hell yeah we're gonna hopefully at this point we have some new designs out we might have new designs out soon hopefully and uh yeah buy them and then also rate and review us on itunes and uh you can also support us through patreon and you can also support us through word of mouth the more people who listen the more reach we have and the more cities we get to go to to meet all of you guys and the closer we are to being able to you know produce more and do more for the podcast (laughs) yeah and we will see you on the the other other side. side